0: This is Risky Women Radio, a show to connect, celebrate, and champion women in risk, regulation, and compliance, sharing insight and perspective from the most influential members of our global Risky Women Network on the latest developments we need to think about, the challenges we should all talk more about, and the innovation we are most excited about in governance, risk, and compliance. Bringing together the hundreds of senior women professionals already connected, with a new emerging group of leading women and men. I'm Kimberly Cole, your Chief Risky Woman.
1: Welcome back to our Transformation Series on Risky Women Radio, where we will be talking about change, innovation, and taking a look ahead at the views from some amazing risky women on what's next in the world of governance, risk, and compliance. Let me briefly introduce today's risky woman, Diane Callan. Diane leads TD Bank's Enterprise Corporate Office Compliance Program and in this role she is responsible for leading the enterprise in the ongoing development and enhancement of the corporate office functions compliance programs. Diane is also responsible for Compliance's regulatory change management process covering all business segments globally. Diane partners with compliance teams, business leaders and control functions to keep TD business leaders updated on all current and potential business conduct regulations and guidance. In addition, Diane is responsible for TD Compliance Academy, a dedicated in-house training program for compliance team members focused on the knowledge and skills that promote core competencies and excellence in compliance. Welcome Diane. Thank you. Great to be here. So I know i briefly touched on this, but I'd love to hear in your words more about your story and your career journey.
2: Sure. I actually started as a bank regulator, and during my time as a regulator, I actually split it between safety and soundness and consumer protection. It's a great way to start anybody's career in risk, by the way. From there, I went into the industry, right? So into a local financial institution, and then with a few different financial institutions, spreading my time, mostly in the risk area. So I've done risk, compliance, Community Reinvestment Act, global anti-money laundering programs, and a brief but not wonderful stint in human resources. It's where you find you don't have your forte. But right now, I'm sitting in the compliance function at TV Happily.
1: Fantastic. And that's a very diverse career that you've had. What's the biggest risk you've taken in your career?
2: So I would say the very biggest risk I've taken is during a merger and acquisition, I was offered a fantastic role at the acquiring institution and i was also offered another role to start a de novo institution as a 90-day contract that was it and i took the 90-day contract which i'm a bit i'm a tad risk averse so that's kind of a surprising move for me and with three little kids and a husband starting his business it just was not the right time but it just was
1: the best move
2: i've ever done it taught me so many things but that's the biggest risk and with all
1: of that in mind what advice would you give your younger self if you were starting out on your career journey again?
2: It's the same advice I give myself just about every day, which is relax. <laughs> just, just relax.
1: Yeah, Yes, good, good advice. Stay calm and carry on, as we say. And the, the industry is changing so much around us, particularly driven by the COVID pandemic. What excites you most about working in the financial services industry?
2: It really is that constant change. There is so much to take in and it changes literally daily. There's always an opportunity to learn and to solve problems that tends to be my forte. So I've never been bored in this job, never been bored in a risk
1: job. Very good. So before we dive into our main topic uh, today, tell us a bit about the transformation work that you're doing and the role you've taken on with TD's Global Regulatory Change and Compliance Academy. Sure. So high level for regulatory
2: change, we're working on leveraging technology to accelerate and reduce risk in our process. I don't think that makes us unlike others in the industry. And I'm sure you're aware of all the advances of technology that are happening in that space. For the Compliance Academy, this is our in-house training program. We curate a lot of content to try and develop quickly and targeted to our compliance individuals. And we're we're transforming there is we're trying to move a bit from the traditional training space to deliver content in microburst, stranded approaches. Just rethink the more traditional way that you deliver training.
1: Very good. So let's let's set the scene. Can you outline the regulatory landscape as you see it today, along with the biggest challenges and opportunities that you think arise coming out of that landscape, and where do you think companies are going wrong?
2: Yeah. So. You know, where we talked before about the constant change, the pace varies, but change has always been part of our business, right? I mean, this regulatory change is not a surprise to anybody. But I think what's different now is that you still have the pace of you know regulations coming out globally, but now you're seeing some of them be driven societally. So the ESG space, the environmental you know, social governance structure, that's net new. I mean, we've had fairness standards in the U.S., but seeing this at a focus and the pace with which these regulations or the evolving regulatory expectations are coming out, I I think that's just completely different than I've seen it. And I think where companies can go wrong is not paying attention to regulatory expectations and waiting for the actual regulations to drop. I don't think that's just in the SG. I think that that's actually across the industry.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a it's a fast-moving environment and, and and many organizations can't or, or keep up with, with that ever-increasing change.
2: So I would say you would ask me about the challenge in there, right? So the challenge is not taking it in and not managing it in a cohesive manner. And by that, that means you really have to understand that if a rule seems to be impacting this business, how does it really impact other businesses? The strategy you have in place, the strategy you're looking toward, So I think understanding how those expectations play into the broader bank is just, it's tantamount here.
1: And if we think about the technology aspect of keeping up with those ever-changing regulations, how do you think organizations can really successfully take that first step in leveraging more new and emerging technologies to really transform the way that they're, they're managing that regulatory change process? And how, how are you doing that at TD? How are you leveraging emerging technologies and in particular predictive or advanced analytics?
2: So I would say the first thing you need to do to embrace technology is to actually know your compliance management program, your risk management program, and that you need to know how technology can enable what you already have in place. Right. So if you're going to try and build a house on sand, You know, I don't usually look for technology to solve those programmatic issues. They should enable it and make it much better. I will tell you that for, you know, regulatory change operates on a continuous feedback loop. And when you do that in a manual environment, you have risk inherent in that approach because you're often doing that on Excel spreadsheets. You're looking for your stakeholders. You're trying to find your controls. Technology is a wonderful way to introduce an automated system that if it's set up right, can can enable that sort of intake analysis, the gap assessment, the impact assessment, everything you need to know without losing a citation or missing a stakeholder or not capturing a control. And it also helps quite frankly at the end of the end of the regulatory change in a post-implementation review to know that you had it right. So you asked how we're doing that, right? So one is we're making sure our program is is ready and good. And I actually think we do have a very strong one. We are implementing a platform that will enable exactly what I just talked to you about. And so we're at, you know, midway into that stage.
0: This episode is brought to you by Protivity. Protivity is a global consulting firm with deep expertise in transformation, risk management, and compliance. Partner with Protivity and face the future with confidence.
1: There's lots of emerging technology. You know, you've got fintech starting to help use with AI and ML. That the whole downstream impact of a new regulation coming in. What are you seeing the leading organisations do to help really transform and, and, and manage that downstream impact every time a new regulation comes in? And do you think that technology, particularly AI and ML, is really where the focus should be for compliance at the moment?
2: So the short answer is yes to that last part, but there was a lot to unpack with that question. So I think that leading is really incremental in this space right now. Most large financial institutions are exploring how technology can enable regulatory change here. I think that artificial intelligence and machine learning for sure is where we should be focusing now, but you have to do that compliance program first. You have to make sure that's in place. Do you know the rules that apply to your institution? Do you know the businesses that they impact? You know, what's your current control structure all those things i was running through before and then ai can actually bring bring the speed to those efforts and can bring in or can reduce the risk associated with all of those elements so i think it's i think it's actually a way you can reduce cost in the in the process too when you have time is money in this case
1: yeah and i think i think the data the use of ai and ml is is a key enabler for the the data challenges that most organizations find. So leveraging AI to ha- unpack really unstructured data, disparate data, siloed data, I think is a key enabler for compliance functions to at least read their environment and then be able to do something with it.
2: I think you're completely right. And I think the other place that we see you know, change is the expectations under data governance as a whole, right? So you're, you're often, what you're doing in this space is being enabled by the bank's overall data governance structure. So it's all very interesting, but I think it's going to be an exciting space for the next couple of years for sure.
1: And I think the the, the landscape around technology is changing. You know, there's much more appetite for digital transformation. It goes in peaks and troughs, but we're, we're really seeing a lot of energy around it, um, largely driven by the fast-paced environment. And again, it's coming to the foreground as we're all starting to open up coming out of that pandemic, the environment's changing even even more quickly than it was say even six months ago. But you know, based upon all of that, what are the most thought-provoking ideas that you're hearing in, in the global arena of compliance?
2: So this is not necessarily in the regulatory change. I, I would stick with the you know environmental social governance because I just think that's completely fascinating. But I think the other idea is the use of digital currency to reach more un and under banked people. So, you know, watching a lot of that, I mean, cryptocurrency obviously is, has a lot of regulatory attention right now, but the fact that you could do good and reach a population that may be struggling, I think, is, is absolutely fascinating. So, you know, I think financial institutions are similar, expanding their capacity in that space. So I think that that's kind of one of the more disrupting ideas that's quite fun right now.
1: And a, and a disruptive idea, you know, I've heard, uh, Diane, is is having bots on the front office desk in place of a risk and compliance officer.
2: Never in a million so. years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so
2: I will tell you, I think, so bots have a space, right, in searching for a rule or finding a policy or something like that or whatever element is. But I will tell you that, and this does not reflect necessarily a long career, I think you need that advice and I need you... You need context, you need all kinds of other information where you're always going to need the warm body to do it. But bots do certainly have a place in, you know, can you find which policies, procedures, controls speak to this element? It's not going to be a problem.
1: Totally agree, totally agree. So thank you for that. We're going to move into Rants and Revelations, which is is the third part of, of the podcast
0: connecting celebrating and championing women in risk regulation and compliance risky women radio takes an intimate look at the rants and revelations of the top women shaping the debate and the industry from
1: a revelation perspective what is your revelation what's that light bulb moment that shaped the choices that you've made during your career
2: so I would tell you my light bulb moment for me just with career management honestly was that I could balance having, you know, a family and a life and and a career all at once where when I was younger and started out, I pretty, I was pretty certain it was heads down 60 hours a week. So I think that honestly was my light bulb moment. I could manage a really cool career and compliance and risk, you know, with other things that I wanted.
1: That certainly rings true for for me as well, Diane. It's It's a light bulb when you realize that that's the case. Um, and what's your rant? What's the one thing that, if you were the ruler of the world, that you would change for the day?
2: You know, it's going to take more than one day and certainly one ruler. But man, if I could change one thing and be the hate that you know seems to permeate these days.
0: Risky Women is a vibrant network at the centre of a global community in a rapidly growing, evolving and influential industry. Given the continued pace of change, our rapid-fire round revisits the most pressing topics to share ideas and offer listeners new perspectives.
1: So now to the rapid-fire round. So we're going to give you one, one rapid-fire answer for every question. So in one word, what do you see is the top priority for the year ahead?
2: Transformation, for sure.
1: And, and how would you describe you in one word? Happy. What did you want to be when you grew up? I am not
2: kidding at all, a Zamboni driver.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. It's a slightly var- slight variation from working in compliance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <I hope. laughs> Who do you most admire?
2: It's a tie between both of my parents. They're fabulous people.
1: Wonderful. And, and what's your favorite podcast or book?
2: Um, so it's aside from this podcast, right? I'm a huge fan. Obviously. Um, but I, my default while I'm driving is Dax Shepherds uh, armchair, armchair expert.
1: Very good. And what advice would you give to women pursuing careers in risk and compliance?
2: I have two daughters starting their career journeys actually now. One of them is actually studying for her last exam to complete her MBA as we speak. The advice that seems to really be resonating with both of them now is to be bold to find their voices, to trust their guts, to only work for companies where you align with their culture and to maintain their integrity. And I think that that's probably true for anybody else I give advice to. But I would also say for what we're talking about today, I would tell women to jump into careers and risks. I think there's so many paths within our world that are interesting and they're varied that if one doesn't resonate, another one will. And I think the career progression, you know, shows really no end in this role.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's a there's a great career in risk today and and in the future. Well, that brings this episode of Risky Women Radio to an end. And I'm super excited to continue on our transformation series. So thank you so much, Diane, for joining us today and sharing, sharing your thoughts with us and your valuable insights. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you for listening to this exciting episode of Rescue Women Radio to connect, champion, and celebrate women in risk regulation and compliance. I'm Kimberly Cole, based in Hong Kong. For more information on the Risky Women Global Network, head to our website in the episode notes and please be a part of the ongoing conversation by subscribing to this podcast, connecting with us at Risky Women on Twitter or even reaching out to me directly by email.